old, they're bold, sometimes even cold. They're nutty, they're kooky, and often kind of wookie. Wookie, what the? They'll rave and rant till you pee your pants. They're Brian and Lisa, and they both like pizza. Pizza? Who wrote this? They're groovy, fantastic. But most of all, sarcastic. It's sarcastic senior show. Oh my god, that is the stupidest intro song I have ever heard. I like it. It's peppy. And wookie. What the hell kind of word is wookie? It's a cool word. I made it up. Oh, yeah, right. I'm Brian. And I'm Lisa. And we are... The the Sarcastic Sarcastic Seniors. Seniors. Welcome, everybody. Today is Tuesday, January 23rd. All day. All day long. And we've decided that today's show is going to be laughter. The cure for what ails you. Now, you got to stick around because later in the show, we're going to have Valentine's Challenge number two. And for you guys that weren't here last week, we'll explain everything again. Um, Brian's also going to visit with the Tech Corner to make us oldsters look cool. And um, we are going to share our most embarrassing moments. Ah. <laughs> in a new segment called At Our Expense, so that you can get a good little was, belly laugh at our expense. It was really hard to sort through the minutiae of all of our embarrassing moments to find just two. And then at the end of the show, Brian's going to introduce his new song. So, And, and since we're talking about doing a show on laughter, I have to say that Lisa is going to tell you about her most recent bouffa, and to that I say... Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. I drink a lot of wine, people. You understand why. You've, you're getting to know him now. Um, anyway, yes, speaking of the boofahs, last week I boofahed on uh, the rules for the challenge. I had said that you would have up to four chances, and there were only three episodes. <laughs> So it's kind of hard to have four chances for the Valentine's drawing with three episodes. We had uh, last week's entry, 116. Today, show, and you can enter for 123. You'll get the question later. And next week for uh, January 30th. So in order not to be a fibber, because that is wrong, we decided... That the episode that gets the most entries, either the 16th, the 23rd episode, or the 30th, each of those entries will count as two entries to make it fair so there technically are four. Okay. We will share this week's challenge in a little Mm -hmm. while. Now the laughing boofa idiot over there is going to take over with his tech corner. I'm going to get serious. Making us look more savvy 
Tech Savvy Tips for Seniors. And uh, we're reviewing an article from Champion Home Healthcare, uh, an organization down in Florida, I believe. Today, seniors are more tech savvy than ever. The need for communication and the swift changes that have occurred in the technology sector in the last decade alone have necessitated a need for device devices like smartphones, personal home computers, and more. And I'm sure many of you, if not all of you, have those things, or you wouldn't be listening to us right now. Statistics for the number of seniors that are using technology uh, is really just startling. And I always like stuff that comes from the Pew Research Institute. Pew, P-E-W, Pew ha, Research. Ha, ha, Because you believe it more? Because it must be holy? No, yeah, yeah. It's all, it's, it, because uh -huh. all I see is uh, people, a bunch of researchers sitting around in pews. Oh, well, as long as it's spelled P-E-W, Pew, and not P-H-E-W, Pew, like I say in pew. the morning when I go in the bathroom after. Ew, Pew. <laughs> That's funny, Lisa. Not. <laughs> I am clever. Okay. I'm clever. The Pew Research Center shows that four out of every 10 seniors now owns and uses a smartphone, and 80% of all seniors own a cell phone of some type. This is up from 2 out of 10 in the year 2013. There's no doubt that tech use is up amongst this population. Us. And that's a great thing, because we're keeping up with them youngins, right? Absolutely. That's right. And we're tearing down stigmas, the stigma that the elderly, elderly population does not care about learning new technology, Oh, who says that? Them young rest. little whippersnappers? Yeah, we're putting it to rest, man. 67% of those over the age of 65 say they now go online. And this is up from only 14% in the year 2000. Now, that is super cool. So give yourselves all a big pat on the back. We are tech savvy. A couple of uh, interesting websites, since we're all going online now, uh, that have great articles on just different uh, avenues around technology as well as products related to technology are goldenyearsgeek.com and uh, they have a great list of articles that you can check out in order to learn a whole host of things from learning how to digitize old photographs to iPhones and uh, how to use them and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, also, Newsmax.com has a great post from AARP. AARP? Um, American Association of Retired Persons. Retired, though. It's retired, right? Yeah, tired again. Still tired. Still tired, yeah. Okay. <laughs> about AARP has some great posts on Newsmax about all the conveniences that being digitally connected affords. Uh, it's easy to stay abreast of these things if you use the technology itself. AARP also has some great articles you should check out about specific products and reviews of specific products. Things like uh, earpieces uh, that are cheap are not necessarily the best buy for you, uh, and things of that nature that'll help you stay up with uh, with technology. So that's Tech Corner yeah, from Mariah. Yeah. Okay. Here's a P.S. on the Tech Corner. Am I gonna laugh? Anything you want to know. You can learn on YouTube. I Use... learned how to drink on YouTube. Oh, please. <laughs> no, I knew how to drink long before YouTube. <laughs> we had to hook up a dishwasher, so I had to take out the sprayer. And a plumber, I am not. 
I just typed into YouTube how to disconnect a sprayer. Anything, anything you want to know how to do. I wanted to learn how to use this program called Audacity so I could edit these shows so you wouldn't have to listen to all our stupid coughs and sneezes and paper wrestling. And I just typed in how to use Audacity. So don't be afraid. Fire up your YouTube and ask it anything. It's like a genie in a bottle, folks. But you have to be able to follow directions. <laughs> Why? You know how to get to YouTube. Well, I you haven't followed directions since the 1980s. But it gives you directions on how to do it, right? It gives you directions but on you have how to, to follow first learn directions. How, I need to find a YouTube video to teach me how to follow directions. Yeah. That's what I need. And that's like number 10 on the list of YouTube yeah. videos you need. You know, you know what you, <laughs> I, I know. Yeah. Yeah. you know what you can't fix, Lisa? You know what you can't fix on YouTube? Stupid. You can't fix stupid. That's but right. duct tape helps. Duct tape helps. <laughs> if you can't duck it. <clears throat> no profanity on the air. Okay, Lisa Laughter in the news. Lisa Laughter in the news. Lisa. I know, I know. We both got resources from healthcare group, home care groups today that uh, speaks a lot of our the age segment that well, we're comes in. comes in our junk mail every day. This article, I loved it. It's called How Laughter and Humor Benefit the Health of Seniors. And it's from Castle Group Home Care. And the positive responses that are immediately triggered when we laugh Entire body relaxation. It relieves muscle stress and tension. Stress. Shut up. And Stupid I idiot. need that because he causes me stress. Stupid idiot. It also immediately increases your cortisol levels, which is the stress hormone. And as its levels drop, pain and inflammation throughout the body are reduced. Hmm. It reduces blood pressure levels immediately. Um, At least you know how to make a hormone. Come on, laugh. Say something funny and I will. It's my oldest joke. Yeah, it, it needs to, you need to bury that baby. Okay. <laughs> and it is, it stimulates the immune system due to the release of salivary immuno, immunoglobin. Wow. And T cells. Wow. So, uh, studies claim that laughing lowers blood pressure as well as increases blood flow and oxygen intake, which is a decreased risk of stroke and heart attack and it in it triggers endorphin release so it makes everybody feel better endorphin wasn't she on bewitched oh good god endorphin. oh good god you know what helps me get through the day with this clown wine people endorphin. but the main thing i liked um although laughing can help in preventing the onset of a lot of medic med mental and physical illnesses, it can't help you read better. Humor is emerging as a powerful medicine for degenerative and chronic conditions such as Alzheimer's, cancer, Parkinson's, and dementia. So, you know, if you're thinking and engaging and in laughing, it's keeping your brain working. Yeah. I guess it's that. Keeps you from being a degenerate. <laughs> so, anyway, folks. You know what? The more we can laugh, whether it's at Brian's expense or not, stupid idiot, yeah. uh, the better, better for our health. So, you know, if we kill him with laughter, that's okay by me. I'll get through it. Okay. Now, let's play a dangerous game. Oh, she's toasting me. That's never good. <laughs> I think, to go along with this laughter thing, you know, we just can't throw some news out there and say laughing is good. We got to back it up. So we are going to start a little uh, segment called At Our Expense, 
where we share with you our dear close friends some of the really stupid embarrassing shit we have done well there's but there's only one or two for me there's thousands well, one or There's two. thousands. One or two I could start show. doing your list for you. One or two per show for infinity. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Are you going to go first? Well, these are some... These things are just, quite frankly, too stupid really not stupid. to be true. Just, Nobody no. would make up yeah, this it's, stuff. Yeah, it's, so, we are here doing this for your health. Brian, you're first. You'd be okay. the first idiot. All right, I'm going way back. Way back, way back, because I have a long history of doing stupid things. And this happened in high school, and uh, a group of uh, my friends and I were uh, actually uh, recruited to go to an ROTC recruiting thing our senior year in high school at a nearby college. Um, And there were many activities, and ROTC is a great thing. But we were seniors in high school, and we had other things in mind for that weekend. So when we got to campus, we went to, we had to eat first. So we went to the big ROTC uh, barbecue picnic thing that they had and uh, got our bellies full of some barbecue pork and all the fixings. And then we scooted off with our fake IDs to the college pub and proceeded to pound uh, countless pitchers. Uh, and got fairly uh, intoxicated. And then we left and decided we were going to go back to the dorms because we were pretty loaded. Well, then a small group of us that were still alive, uh, about half the guys passed out, decided we were going to go streaking. So we put on nothing but our football socks and our Adidas tennis shoes. And we decided that we were going to streak the campus, which we did. And uh, it was <laughs> it was interesting. Uh, about a half hour of streaking and uh, streaked right through some crowds. Streaked in front of an outdoor movie that was shown on the side of a building with about two hundred people laying on a hillside watching it. Actually, we did uh, leapfrog and jumping jacks and stuff like that in front of the screen. And uh, uh, actually, streaked past eh, probably. 12 to 15 cars that drove right by us, rolling down their windows, screaming at us, throwing stuff at us, et cetera, et cetera, until we were finally ready to cash it in. So we went back to the dorm, we passed out. The next morning, our wonderful ROTC recruiter guy, a major, I might add, picked us up in the van uh, to take us back to our home, little hometown. And we get in the van, and the first thing he says is, oh my gosh, did you guys hear about the streakers on campus last night? <laughs> Needless to say, we were a little embarrassed. And uh, they went through our stuff and they found towels from the dorms that I had stolen. So we got in trouble. That was rather embarrassing. No, now, Lisa, you share one of your Oh, Paulies, that's nothing. <laughs> okay. okay. I will set this one up. Imagine a beautiful island of Jamaica. The ocean is quietly lapping. The palm trees are swaying in the breeze. You're better at telling your story. You're sitting by the pool bar drinking something that tastes like liquid love. It was called the Jamaican Smile. 
Ooh, those are nasty. And there was a beautiful Caribbean breeze, and it didn't feel hot. So I sat there all day drinking those beautiful Caribbean smiles, Jamaican smiles. When I went to stand up, I no longer could walk. Security had to help this old lady to the room. And when I got in the room, I got terribly ill, needless to say, and passed out. When I woke up in the morning... I realized that I had flushed my denture when I got sick. Down the stool? Yes, down the stool. That is funny. So there was a young (laughs) honeymooner. So now, you know, I'm frantically making calls to the emergency dentist back home. I'm not leaving vacation. But I need to set something up to get it fixed. And I am walking around with my hand over my mouth, waving to every all these friendly vacationers. With my other one, and I had run into a young honeymooner the day before, and he talked about leaving his door open and so he could hear the ocean at night, and I told him he had marble floors, so he shouldn't do that because they'll get damp and he'll slip. So the next day when I'm down at the bar having a mimosa because well, when in Rome, you know, what am I going to lose You're now? back on. Right. <laughs> Trying to kill the dog that bit me. And I've got my hand over my mouth and I'm sipping my mimosa through a straw and keeping my hand over my mouth to everyone I talk to. Here comes the young honeymooner in a cast. So he's waving with his good arm and I'm waving with mine. And we both decided we were just stupid idiots, but yeah. we're stupid, but I mean, we had fun. And what's the irony in this entire story? I don't know. Just the pure stupidity. Uh-huh. Getting hammered feel... and flushing your denture. I think that's pretty well good enough, don't what you? Were you? What were you drinking to get that entire? A Jamaican smile. Of course. <laughs> I was a drinking Jamaican a Jamaican smile. smile. You've got no Jamaican smile. And then Lisa. for the last five days of my vacation, I had no smile you got at no all. Smile, Lisa. <laughs> you got no Jamaican smile. It's the good gone. news about that is it's the only vacation I ever went on where I lost weight. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Next up. Chicago Tribune boy. Oh, God. <laughs> this is, and, and this ranks number one on my list. And people that know me bring this up to me constantly remind me of this. It was, I was probably in my late 20s. And I was working at the local hospital. I had a job as uh, a media specialist and a medical photographer there. <clears throat> and uh, pretty much where I'd started my career. And I took the summer off and I had some uh, employer assistance for school to uh, take uh, cram in a whole bunch of summer classes for my master's degree. So I decided, okay, I'm not working. I was living in an upstairs downstairs apartment arrangement with one of my best friends and it was his house and he wanted the house painted. And I love to paint houses. I've painted houses through my entire teenage years and all through college and stuff and actually did quite well with it. And so I said, sure, I'll, I'll take on the house painting project. So I'm painting the house through the course of the summer, going to school, working on my, you know, homework because, you know, of course I'm working on full credit, uh, you know, the total credit classes and trying to cram them into two and three week segments here. So needless to say, it was a busy summer. But in order to strip the house, I was using a torch. To strip the paint off the house. Pay and attention it, to that, folks. Yeah, it was, a, it was an older home. 
And every period, and I'd get the garden hose out because periodically, you know, you'd hit a, a bird's nest or something and get a little bit of fire going and you'd just hit it with the garden hose and knock it out. Well, because my job at Mercy Hospital entailed photography, uh, I got a call from the PR director who wanted me to go on the Saturday while I was painting the house project wanted me to go and take pictures of the centennial parade for the local fire department there. And there were gonna be 56 antique fire trucks and several hundred firefighters and many of them EMTs that had trained at the hospital in full parade uniform, full dress uniform, in this, <laughs> little in this did parade, they know. <laughs> in this parade. So the parade's supposed to start at noon, and I decided I was going to get up early. I was going to work a little bit on the house. So I'm up in the front of the house under one of the eaves, and I'm stripping the paint with the torch, and I had, had hit a bird's nest that was up underneath the eave, and the eave, getting a little puff of smoke, and I'd hit it with the fire, with the hose, get a little puff of smoke again, I'd hit it with the hose, couldn't got, not get this out. My brother shows up, who's ironically a firefighter. He's going to just be a spectator at the parade. He says, well, what are you doing up there? And I said, well, I got a little fire going here. And I, you know, I need to get up and get in the shower because it's getting close to parade time. Could you stay here and watch us? And if he, it, you get a little puff of smoke, could you hit it with the garden hose? Sure, sure, sure. No problem. So I went up and got in the shower, <clears throat> get out of my shower, throw the shower curtain back, and my bathroom is filled with smoke. So I run frantically, haven't even dried off yet, I shouldn't to laugh. the front window of the house and look out to the area that I had been stripping. And there's little planes pitter-pattering across the roof. Well, I'm kind of freaking out now, okay? So I still haven't dried off. Uh, did I mention, by the way, it was 98 degrees in the summertime and like 180% humidity? I threw on a pair of gym shorts. I ran down there. I got the garden hose. My brother, by the way, is nowhere to be seen. Thanks, brah. Up there frantically trying to get this fire out with the garden hose. And one of the firefighters in full dress uniform comes running down the street. The parade is supposed to originate only about three or four blocks away from where I started the fire. And he <laughs> looks up at me, and I know the guy. And he looks up at me and says, what's going on up there, Brian? I said, well, I... Can't get this, can't get this fire out. And he took his radio and he says, We got fire on 460 and a half Wall Street. All units respond. And all hell broke loose. <laughs> the sirens go off. Fire trucks are pulling out of the parade line. Firefighters are running from the main street in this town out of the out of the parade procession to come up to this house. And the guy looks at me, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is not going to be good. The guy looks at me, and he says, well, i got to go upstairs, and I need to check out the attic because fire apparently will go up the walls through the insulation and get up in the attic. And he says, I want to make sure it hasn't spread. So I'm still wringing wet. Gym, nothing on but a pair of gym shorts. He, we go up into my apartment and there's i've never been up in the attic in this place but i know there's a crawl space that you know it goes up into the attic so he says it, i'm assuming it's up there i said yeah i've never been up there but hey 
he says, well, do you have anything to hit that and just knock the, knock the thing out so that I can put a ladder up there and get up there? So I went and got a broom and I hit it with a broom handle. And needless to say, I didn't realize insulation was there. And about eight inches of standing insulation falls down right on top of me. With your ringing wet body. With my ringing wet body, yes. So I'm now I'm covered with insulation. I'm trying to get the insulation out of my eyes. It's like I'm tarred and feathered. The firefighter goes up into the attic and he says, Brian, I, the walls feel a little warm up here. Just for safety, I want you to grab one thing um, quickly of value and you, you need to get out of here right now. So I look down and there's my guitar. So I grab my guitar, I go running down the stairs, I go running out into the backyard of my house, tarred and feathered, with just a pair of gym shorts on, holding my guitar, and I've got 200 people in my backyard. <laughs> Everyone in town that's been waiting for the parade thinks this is part of the exhibition. They think it's a drill. And I come running out, tarred and feathered, holding my guitar, and they're like, there's the guy, that's the guy that started the fire. So I am infamously known as the stupid idiot that started the fire five minutes before the Centennial Parade. Now what makes it better is he made the Chicago Tribune. I did. I made Actually, I made the front page of the local paper here in our area. And I love the headline. The headline and they did it in like uh, three different sizes of font. The first one was small and said fire. The next one was twice as big, fire. And the third one was like, you know, 36 point, 72 point <laughs> font. Fire with the like seven exclamation points behind it. And then they had the article about the stupid idiot that started the fire five minutes before the Centennial Parade for the local fire department. But I did make page five of the Chicago Tribune because apparently the people in Chicago find it so ironic that they can travel only like three hours, three and a half hours and find people that's stupid. So they had an article <laughs> about the stupid idiot that started the house on fire five minutes before. <laughs> That's my husband, ladies and gentlemen. For the local fire department. And I've never lived that one down. I still have people that come up to me and sing that Talking Heads song. They'll come up behind me and go, two, three, four, burning down the house. <laughs> they think it's funny. I'm sick of it. Anyway, that is by far and away my singular most embarrassing moment. Well, my second one for the week, oy, I've got a lot of them. And I don't share them with just anybody, only with you guys, my dearest friends. So, I had a small boat. We live on the Mississippi. And it was October. And a bunch of us, uh, three couples, I guess, jumped in a boat to go uh, leaf watching, which... If you live someplace where the leaves change, it's a beautiful fall thing. You bundle up and you just ride and look at these river bluffs. And the ladies were having cocktails on the way up. Of course they were. Yes. So like an hour and a half into this cruise, we all needed a restroom. So we pulled over at this little town, Casville, Wisconsin. They have a beautiful riverside park there. We all run, you know, up to the restrooms. They were closed for the season. So we had to just make do. Am and I freaking you out? 
Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking bothering me. Sorry, folks. That was my fault. Ugh. Anyway, so the restrooms were closed. We had to just do by nature and go behind. And we did. And got home that night. Had a beautiful night with friends. I sent friends out to the guest room. I went to bed. We were all a little inebriated. And evidently, when you're a little inebriated, you can walk in your sleep and think you're living your dream. In my dream, I dreamt I was back at that park. This isn't going to end well for me. And had to go to the bathroom. So I get up. I go out to what I thought was behind that bathroom and proceeded to squat and pee. Oh, my God. All over my kitchen floor. You did. And the only way I woke up from that dream was... The husband of one of my good friends, I heard him say, Lisa, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Should have swatted you, swatted you with a newspaper and put you outside. <laughs> I'm still hearing about that. It didn't make the Chicago Tribune, but I'm still hearing you about that. You think it's it's uh, an accident that three of our four most embarrassing moments for the show involve... Drinking? Much, much, much <laughs> alcohol. Too much alcohol. Yeah, oh. I don't think that's... I don't think that's... I, uh, so we're gonna... We're gonna try to share some more of these because if we... You can laugh at us, you can learn to laugh at yourself and that's important. Yeah, why don't you, why don't you guys come on and t- send us some of your embarrassing moments? That would be fun. That would be fun. You can just sign an anonymous, but we'll read them and share them. All right, so here's the part we need you to pay attention to. Challenge number two, the Valentine's challenge number two. Finish this sentence. The one quality my soulmate must have is blank. The one quality my soulmate must have is blank. And also, here's a little hint. If you missed last week, because we've got like a hundred new friends on Facebook um, this week, so you missed last week's episode, that's okay. Go into our episodes, go to last week's episode, the January 16th, listen to that, you'll get last week's clue, and you can send in an answer from then, too. Again, how to submit, go ahead and submit your answer. This week, the one quality my soulmate must have is blank. Submit it via a message on our Facebook page, or you can email it to us at thesarcasticseniors at yahoo.com. Listen every week. It's going to be a different different challenge. And in case you missed it, the prize is we're going to be writing a song just for you, telling your love story. I'm going to help with the writing. Brian's going to sing and perform it. It's not going to be our normal crazy song stuff. It's going to be a beautiful love song. So um, the drawing is January 2nd, and then we'll be contacting the winner to get personal information and we'll be playing the song on the air the 13th. And with with that, in addition, you're going to get the song on CD or MP3, whichever you prefer, along with the lyrics to your personal song that you can have forever. So go ahead, submit that via our Facebook page or the Sarcastic Seniors at Yahoo.com. Finish this sentence. The one quality my soulmate must have is blank. Okay, okay. Brian, close it out and shut your mouth. No, but did I tell you I got a call from Oprah? Oprah said she's thrown in a car for the winner. Shut up. <laughs> Ta- tell them about your song and get out of here. Well, in honor of Lisa's, one of Lisa's embarrassing moments, um, we are going to debut this week 
a song that I've had written for several weeks now, but Lisa would not let me perform. Yeah, because he's making fun of me again. That's why he's a stupid idiot. I know. It's simply titled, The Peace Song. I'm Brian. I'm Lisa. And we are... The Sarcastic Seniors. And we are... The the Sarcastic Seniors. Seniors. Colini. Ow. I laugh. I pee. I cry. I pee. I shout, I pee. I scream, I pee. Oh, woe is me. Woe is me. My pants are wet. Just can't be. I cough. I pee. I sneeze. Achoo. I pee. I squat. I pee. I hop. I pee. Oh, woe is me. Oh, woe is me. My pants are wet. It just can't be. I shake. I pee, I hug, I pee, I cheer, I pee, I boo, I pee, oh woe is me, oh woe is me, my pants are wet, it just can't be, I jog, I pee, I twist, I pee. I drive, I pee. I ride, I pee. Oh, woe is me, oh, woe is me. My pants are wet, it just can't be. It seems that all I do is pee. Are other seniors just like me? No can in sight. Should I find a tree? It's too late, you see. Oh, woe is me. I live to pee. Why must it be? Guess I'll just laugh. And I'll just pee.